A predator needs to be fast. The ever-alert prey of the fields and forests always have an ear and eye out for potential threats. If you're not fast, there's only one thing you can do. Fly under the radar of those ears and eyes. Barn owls have adapted to forego speed in favor of stealth. But how can they fly through the forest without being seen or heard by vigilant vermin? Defying the laws of aerodynamics is what it takes to catch a quick meal in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. It's season four. And I'm Joe. And I am excited. I'm also Carlos, but I'm also excited for season four. And today we're talking about a sneaky flying fluff with the face of an adorable ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It is adorable, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. It's just a little bit creepy. Yeah, a little bit of both. So we're talking about the barn owl. We are talking about the barn owl. Did I just did I just jump the gun? No. No. Okay. Good. Barn owl. It's yes. On, it's on the episode title. The sneaky screech. Although it's not a screech owl. <laughs> <laughs> it does screech though. Yes. Um. The wizened, the wizened whaler. That's not that great. Okay. I was for for a second. I was thinking like, does it hunt whales? I thought I don't think that's possible. Nope. Um. <laughs> uh, and the sleazy tootsie pop thief. <laughs> Sleazy. <laughs> you don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you they shouldn't. they know how many licks it takes to get to the center Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop, but they just want your Tootsie Pop. It's That's exactly what... three. <laughs> <laughs> the world may never know though. True. It also has some other uh, nicknames that I didn't give it, uh, like Ghost Owl, mm. Death Owl, mm-hmm. and Lich Owl. Oh boy! So not good things. It is. It's got that spooky vibe. Yeah. They're very graceful and sneaky and silent, and they've got that weird ghostly face. Yeah, it's pretty ghostly. Um, so this is the second bird we're doing in a row. We don't usually do two similar animals in a row, but owl make an exception. <laughs> so let's think about some taxonomy for a second. Let's think about it because that's why we're here. Let's everybody sit in silence and think about taxonomy. No, I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> The kingdom is Animalia! Bet you didn't see that coming. Mm. This one's even more of a surprise. The phylum is Chordata. Hollow Chordata. It has hollow bones. Mm. Like birds do. Um, the class is Aves. I could write... I'm at the point where I can write these without having to look them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, for birds. For birds, yeah. And then I add the order, I kind of have to start doing some research because it's Strigiformes. A lot of birds are in the formies, like passiformes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this is strigiformes. Um, the family is Titanidae. The uh, genus is Tito. Mm. And the species is Alba. So it's Tito Alba. <laughs> it's kind of nice. That's Yeah, it's easy to say and it's cute. Um, all right, so these guys are everywhere. Yep. Absolutely. Like, they're on every inhabited continent. In like the world. Johnny Cash. Is he everywhere? He's been everywhere, man. I'm not a fan of Johnny Cash. Not, well, that's wrong. Not because I don't like him, but just because I haven't encountered his his <laughs> culture. <laughs> um, it specifically likes grasslands and fields. Out here in the fields, I 
That was um, The Who. <laughs> That's why I picked it. <laughs> the Who. <laughs> it's an owl. Get it? That works. And it works because they do. They, they Technically. They fight for their meals out here in the fields. Yeah. Baba O'Reilly. Anyway. Uh, so they're even on in Hawaii and Cuba. They're on all kinds of islands. They're um, in all kinds of climates in the snow. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, te- they're really not in like completely Arctic areas and completely desert areas. But other than that, you're probably going to find a barn owl. Some of the most unique taxa live on the islands. Yeah. They, and so these guys range in appearance. Hmm. Because there are so many of them, they're definitely in the least concern concern zone of endangerment. And who would want to endanger such a such an interesting ghost face? <laughs> um, so we said that they're cute, but they're also kind of creepy. They look like half a walnut shell. You ever seen one of those? Uh, I must have, but I can't. Like I a can't wa- picture it. a walnut shell that is that no longer has the walnut in it. Oh, the shape of it? Yeah, it looks yeah, it looks kinda. like the face of this barn owl. Um, it has a heart-shaped face with large eyes and a beak that looks like a freaky single claw kind of coming down in the middle of its head. Yeah, like out a of finger. some like down feathers. It's like the only bird that has like a nose that looks like a nose a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they all have noses, but... <laughs> yeah. um, so the face is usually white and bordered. With a brown lining. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chest is also usually white, but it can vary. And it has usually has brown or speckles. mottled brown or speckled or beige feathers on the back and on its head. Um, but like I said, they vary widely depending on where in the world you find them. But they're all part of the same species. Um, and, well, I guess we could, I guess we could talk about how big they are. Well, I mean... It's season four. Maybe it's time to stop. Measure up. Uh, uh, you promise? No. No, dang it. <laughs> Never. You scared me. Uh, that prompting the this this part of the description brings us to a segment uh, that is beloved by the listeners of this show. I hate measure up. Said no one ever. Said this guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what an Incan topo is or whatever the heck that was. That was last a whole time. season ago. This is a new season. <laughs> Where you're going to be it, nicer to me? Uh, yeah. In this season, season four, and back, just like in season three, I'm going to frame these in the form of a question. But first, did we say the name of the. You, we'll, we'll just use what you just said. <laughs> what? Uh, we, we have to introduce the show or this segment. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> Measure up! Hooray. But I'm going to ask you three questions to give the listener just just a, an accurate picture in their mind as to how big this animal is or other measurements that might be useful. I don't think anybody after these comes away with an accurate idea of what these things look like or measure up to. Of course they do. Um <laughs> Who hasn't? Who, who's not familiar with Machu Picchu? So let's get started with wingspan. They are their typical their typical wingspan range is eighty to ninety five centimeters or thirty one to thirty seven inches, but they can go up 
to as much as 150 centimeters or 3.4 feet. It's a big bird. So let's let's settle into a, uh, a nice average at 87.5 centimeters or 34.4 inches. So just under three feet. Yes. Um, how many barn owl wingspans go into the wingspan of the Anatov AN-225, the largest plane in the world? Is that the one the president flies around in? That's, a, that's Air Force One. That's, but what is that could be the model name of the of the plane. You think the American president is going to be inside inside something called Anatov? They just named it Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> that's a I'm pretty sure that's a Russian plane and if not Russian then it is Eastern European. Cuz you can have a you can have like a Firefly class smuggler frigate but call it Serenity. See what I'm saying? But I feel like it's still themed rightly. Of a firefly is a very serene bug. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's the largest plane in the world. Yes. Hmm. Um, let's say that the average 747's wingspan is 70 feet. Okay. That might be a little bit, a lot, but I'm sticking with my, my gut. So then I'm going to say the largest plane in the world is 90 feet. Wing, wingspan. I'm probably I'm probably way off, but I don't care. Um, you got your poker face on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and this is a little bit under three feet, so we'll just run it up to three feet, and um, we'll call this twenty. Twenty birds? No, I'm wrong. I mean thirty. <laughs> I mean thirty <laughs> birds. Thirty times three is ninety. So there we go. I'll, I'll even I'll even make up for the the loss because it's thirty four point something inches. And I'm going to say 33 birds. Um, that's that's a good guess, but it's completely wrong. Uh, it is 101 owls. What? Owl spans, even. So it's 300 feet long? 290, yeah. 290 feet. <laughs> Wingspan? Yes. Man, I got to see this plane. It's got like a billion, like wheels for the landing gear it's a crazy looking plane it's like a cruise ship plane altitude i i and i there are that's a big plane and there are some <laughs> other smaller planes there for yeah i just showed you a picture but i don't know how big those are <laughs> <laughs> those are re- those are just like remote control planes <laughs> uh let's move on to weight okay 224 to two to 710 grams or 2.9 to 25 ounces, or how much heavier is a barn owl than a vole? A barn owl's favorite meal. Um, three times. Wrong. Ugh. Common voles are nearly an ounce. Really? Yeah, so so more, a little more than 16 times heavier. Hmm. I pictured voles as, like, decently sized mice. Um, voles are just mice-looking things. They're, they're an ounce? Yeah. A mouse? A common, a common vole. There's several different types of vole. I feel like the your just average lab mouse is heavier than an ounce. But a mouse ounce. A mouse ounce. All right, let's move on from size. Let's talk about top speed. Ooh. It's not very fast, but it's still fast compared to it can fly faster than you can run by a lot. Uh, Most animals that can fly can fly faster than I can run. <laughs> except for, except for bees. 
Luckily, you can outrun them most of the time. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think they just lose interest, but I feel like if they wanted to, they could catch me no matter how fast I was running. <laughs> I'm not a very fast runner. Well, let's talk about how fast the owls go. About 80, their top speed is 80 kilometers per hour or 50 miles per hour. Okay, that's a lot faster than I can run. Yeah. Uh, so how fast is it compared to the Hennessy Venom F5, one of the fastest cars in the world? If not the fastest. I thought there was like a El Nino was the name of the fastest car in the world, but they must have beaten it since, That's I, why... looked, since I looked that up when I was in sixth grade. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to put it at a solid 300 miles an hour before the car like gets lift. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? Six? 100% correct. Yes! The F5 yeah. reaches speeds of 301 miles per hour. Perfect. Which is six times faster than a barn owl. Good. I That was good estimation, <laughs> just a little bit of trivia knowledge, and some math. I'm a smarter person now, and so are you, the listener. <laughs> yeah, it's a kinder, gentler measure up this season. <laughs> that was uh, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. It feels good to win. See, let's, let's not do it again. <laughs> We're gonna. I've only done. I've only won like three of them, and one of them. That invo- makes, that's what makes it so special. And one of them involved Shirley Temple, and the other one involved Withers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So let's move on to their diet. Like you said, you usually eat small animals such mm-hmm. as voles, but mice, squirrels. Things of that nature. Sometimes birds, sometimes. Yeah, but it also yeah eats things in the air like bats and I, smaller I, birds. I read that it was usually terrestrial. But you won't catch them eating a worm. Yeah, that's... I mean, I guess they're not tasty. If, if you have other options. Yeah. But I, I did see that even if option, other options were slim, they will not eat earthworms. They're not down. They don't like them. I, looking at a barn owl's face, I don't... It doesn't look like they would condescend <laughs> to eat a bird or eat, eat a worm. worm. They would eat a bird. They would definitely eat a bird. They eat tons of birds, as well as insects, frogs, and lizards. Uh, pretty much anything can get its talons on except for worms. <laughs> um, and when, especially for like mammals and birds and stuff, um, they will eat the fur, feathers, skin, bones, and all. They'll tear it apart and eat it. That way. I, a lot of birds will eat their prey whole, like a heron or a pelican. These guys will tear it apart um, and not leave anything behind. Mm-hmm. Which means that there's some stuff that they ate that they can't digest. Right. Which means it has to come back up as an owl pellet. Yeah. Which I had to di- dissect one of those. Same. When I was in Cub Scouts. And I couldn't handle it because I thought it was poop. And I couldn't <laughs> get that out of my brain. <laughs> it was not poop. I know it wasn't poop, but I didn't... That didn't register. Like this looks like poop, a lot. <laughs> um, I wonder if they keep it in the crop since we just learned about a crop. I wonder if they keep all that stuff there. Stands to reason. Um, all right, so their hearing is very good because they're nocturnal. Barn owls almost exclusively are nocturnal. Some owls uh, will come out during the day. Sometimes hunt during the day. Um, or at early dusk, but barn owls come out at twilight and are very rarely seen during the day unless yes. they're going from one nesting location to another. That's where, that's when ghosts usually come out. As at night, because it's easier to see them? 
I Why do they always come out at night? Ghosts? It's scarier. Yeah. Sure. But what if you're not trying to be scary? Well... Then if, I would be a daytime ghost. According to people who are into ghosts, like ghost hunters, uh-huh. g- just manifesting yourself in a visual way is very difficult for a ghost. <laughs> this is completely nonsense. Bonkers. <laughs> because somebody made this up. Well, I'm sure they believe I imagine it would be tough. Casper is constantly manifested. So maybe it's not tough. Casper's not real. I want to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about ghosts anymore. So it has good hearing. And uh, that's because its ears are asymmetrically located. So like how... It's like mine? Our, our ears are level with each Unlike other. mine, yeah. Um, their ears, like from what I saw of the skulls, Usually their right ear hole is bigger and significantly higher than their left ear hole, Ugh. which for, I guess helps them pinpoint things. If you hear it loud, it's on your right. Sure. But the, those ears work in conjunction with their face, which is shaped like a big satellite, satellite. dish. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they have muscles in their face that they can move to position and get a better signal. Wow. And um, it helps them, like, almost triangulate the position of animals as they move throughout the forest and then swoop down and kill and eat them and eat all their bones and fur and then hawk it up as poop. <laughs> um, do you want to see a picture I drew? Is it of a... It's of their It's of their skull. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very good. It looks like a bird skull. Yeah, their skull... I, I always pictured, like, an owl skull looking like an owl. Yeah, like a big, wide, flat thing, but no, it looks like a regular. It looks like a vulture's head. Yeah, but I guess, so. I guess the actual disc is mostly flesh and feathers. I wonder what an owl looks like without feathers. Well, they defeathered an owl, uh, barn owl's face once, and that's rude. Yeah, it is rude. And um, I just wanted to wonder that. I don't need. I didn't need it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you wonder about. Especially common animals, it's probably happened. Um, and they uh, they found that while it was on the ground, it could p- pin, still pinpoint the location of animals. But while it was in the air, it found it very difficult. So the feathers on its face go into um, like the, the Z-axis of their pinpointing abilities. And uh, owls' medullas, which is a part of the brain that's associated with hearing... Yep. Um, they are thought to have three times as many neurons as crows, which is about 95,000 for the owls. Now who's giving me unrelatable terms, unrelatable comparisons? <laughs> how well does an, a, a, I don't know how many we a crow have. Here. It's better than... <laughs> I don't, and, and I was like, really? Crows? Are they the gold standard for hearing? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably the gold standard for bird hearing. They're the Mario of bird hearing. Well-rounded and nothing special. <laughs> it's a Super Smash Brothers reference. Great. Here in Just season Just alienated four. all of our listeners. No, they all love Super Smash. So, with the owl having such good hearing and being able to pinpoint sounds, how does it do that when it's flapping through the sky? Well, I'm glad you asked. I said, like, Jack Nicholson for some reason. Kind of said it like, well, and, and someone else just played the Joker. Sound like Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go into <laughs> the final segment of the show. <laughs> the major fact. 
So anyone who's ever ever startled a pigeon knows that wings make flapping sounds when they fly through the air. Funny ones, especially for pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they do. All right. Um, but even stable aerodynamic objects make sounds when they fly through the air. Like bullets. Okay. You know. Yeah. Because they're they're move it's moving air yeah. away from it as it's and the moving. faster air moves the more sound it makes, uh, or the more air moves the more sound it makes. But studies have measured the sound of owls when they are flying, and they are almost completely silent. That is like you would need special boots in an RPG to be able to do that, <laughs> and special boots they have metaphorically speaking. So this allows them to hunt. An ambush. Pray ambush. in the dark. So, <laughs> ambush. <laughs> it sounds so, like, ritzy. Um, it's like, I don't ambush. I ambush. And as you pointed out, it probably helps them hear subtle noises in dark, in the dark, mid-flight. Because they're not drowning it out with their own flappings. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple features that come together to make this a possibility. So, they have really broad wings, for one. Their wings are broad from the primary to the secondary coverts. Those sound like names of feathers. They are. The primary coverts are the ones that are on the top of the wing or the front of the wing when you're flying. You, when you're flying. When I fly. And then the secondary coverts are the ones that are in the back. Okay. And there's different names for different feathers and there's different groups, but those are the big major categories. We're not going to we're not going to do that to you. Nah. I have a diagram, but nah. the the large surface absorbs more sound but it also lets them float through the air more without flapping so the larger the bird the fewer the flaps that's a good rule that I'm going to tuck in my pocket and keep with me forever yeah so if you think about a hummingbird that's the most flaps you've you've ever seen my friend and then if you think about like a vulture that spends all their time like flying around looking for dead things they just kind of don't flap at all usually. Unless they're rarely off. ever. Other than that, they're just they're just sailing away. Right, and that's because they have larger wings, um, and it also helps them convert energy while they're hunting. One wing beat gets a barn owl far. So all it takes is you you have the takeoff wing beats, and then it just takes kind of like subtle wing movements to maintain flight and change direction. Mm-hmm. But it's not just the wings themselves, but also the feathers that are on them. The feathers are soft and velvety which reduces turbulence and mm. dampens sound. So as the feathers move together during flight, it's like different it's like the difference between rubbing two blankets together versus rubbing a piece of paper together, two pieces of paper. So like soft things kind of make less sound. Make less sta- sound okay. when you rub them together. So the doves have paper or pigeons have paper? Falcons is a good like one to, like a, a good comparison. They make a lot of noise when they flap. They do. And they have Thin, larger wings usually, or longer wings, but they're thin from the front to the back, and they're very thin, sleek feathers. Because they rely on sight. They don't need to be sight. They rely on sight and speed. So as when your prey hears you, it doesn't matter. You're already there. It's too late. Right. And they hunt during the day, so they can just see. Primary feathers, which are the leading feathers, on the edge facing out or facing forward when they're flying mm-hmm. the wing the feathers have these comb-like serrated edges which break up the air and lets as it slips past the owl's wing stopping the whooshing sound um okay so imagine a 
a frisbee's thrown and you can hear kind of a whooshing sound. That's just the the air f- going over or under the the frisbee the object. Yeah. And now imagine you put fur around the edge of the frisbee. It would be quieter and okay. probably wouldn't fly as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the back edge of the uh, secondary feathers, which are on the back of the wing, are also like a frayed edge, like a f- an old flag on a car's antenna. And this breaks antenna? up. Antenna? Yeah. What year is this? What kind of, what do you call a car's like thing? I'm just, I just don't have an Oh, you don't have an antenna Antenna's on the car. Goodness. Oh, okay. Well, where do you put your flag? On my, like around my neck. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's an ascot. Um, No, it's a cape. (laughs) uh, So the the frayed back feathers also break up the air even more. All of this makes the owl slower. But you don't need to be fast when no one hears you coming. Yeah, when you're sneaking, you gotta go slowly. Yeah. It's just, it's one of the things you sacrifice. Exactly. D and D rules. D and D does rule. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I, that's what I got. That's why fly, uh, owls are so sneaky, and their kind of creepy look and their silent movement has put them deep into a lot of different lore. They're harbingers of death. They're harbingers of battle victory. Um, they're cool looking. Yeah. Owls almost across the board are all. Cool looking. Sometimes they're goofy looking. Yeah. <laughs> the great gray owl looks ridiculous. I mean, look at this art that, that Brian has made inevitably in the future. We haven't even seen it yet. We haven't, but I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> um, so that's all you got? That's all I got. Well, folks, that is the whole kit and maybe just a little bit of the caboodle. Not too much. Just enough to make you feel all warm and tingly inside. So... Preen your stealth feathers, turn your head 180 degrees, and look unblinkingly into the face of your destiny, like we do in life, death, and taxonomy. Well, that's a wrap on the first episode of Season 4. You know, silence may work for the bar now, but we'd really like to hear from you. Leave a review and engage with us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at LD Taxonomy everywhere. And speaking of downy body coverings, we have sweet new merch in the form of t-shirts. Check them out along with mugs, laptop cases, and tapestries by clicking the link in the description. We look forward to this next season of LDT, and we hope you do too. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit braintrustbros.com. <laughs> I had that line, and I don't have um, actual ending. I forgot it was my job to do that. I, I always feel nice and warm when I'm full of caboodle. <laughs> yeah. I've wanted to say that for several episodes, and I forgot. To, okay, i got to come up with something to say.